Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for the Daily Gizwiz is provided by Winamp. Subscribe to the Daily Gizwiz and all your favorite podcasts with the ultimate media player. Download it for free at winamp.com. Video bandwidth for the Daily Gizwiz is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. It's time for the Daily Gizwiz with Mad's maddest writer, Dick D. Bartolo. This is episode 1302 for Tuesday, March 8th, 2011, The Conformator. And now, get ready for Dick. Hey, it's Dick D. Bartolo, Mad's maddest writer and the Gizwiz. It's just one day a week. No, 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 stay, stay. Leo said it's going to be really good on this Turn the Table Tuesday. Mr. Ricardo D. Good to see you today. I am super, super fine, you're sir. Gonna love, and you. You're going to love today's gadget. I know. Uh, I it's it about though? time. 13, we passed 1,300 episodes, and I said, Leo, get something I'll like. This thing this is, is so cool. Day. I seem to have lost it, though. I don't. It was around <laughs> here. It was around, oh, wait a minute. I'm wearing it. It's a it's a hat. How do you like that? Actually, this isn't oh. just any kind of hat. What is this? Is it called the conformator? Actually, let me let me introduce the. Uh... Oh God! I dropped it. Oh, God. it looks like it has a satellite Jeff, dish on it. <laughs> Jeff, come over here. Jeff Scott is here. Jeff Scott is the uh, guy who brought the conformator today. Uh, he is a his title is Inspector de Chapeau. He is a collector of fine. Men's hats. Wow. Yes. And he, wasn't the conformator the person that you always have around when you sign new contracts <laughs> with the staff? No, that you're thinking of the Spanish Inquisition. This thing. Oh, okay. let, me, let me take it off, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, Jeff. This is. Uh, how old is this? Come. Come and lean into the microphone. Uh, it could be a hundred years old. There's a patent date on it um, from the 1800s. But do hat makers still use one of these? Well, hatting is kind of a dying. Trade there aren't hat makers anymore, are very, there? Very few, and these are highly desirable because you need. One oh my word! Look at that. So this sits this sits on your head, Dick. Actually, yeah. Jeff, can and you, you can, can type you, with can, it? Can you demonstrate this? If I if I if I turn on a camera, I'm going to put this on my head, and then it's not the most comfortable hat I've ever worn. Okay, so what we do is we tighten all these little fingers up kind of so he's tightening up the little there's levers all the way around the brim yeah and he's pushing them does he in. know you're bleeding well that's he pushes them until i start bleeding okay, so oh i see okay it's kind of a, a little bit okay. of a crown of thorns thing yep uh so nice right uh, translate up the air up to some pins on the so this top. is what's interesting let me get this so he's done this now he's fitted it now what what he has is there's then a little hatch on the top here let me show you the uh, the hatch Right inside here, and and these little pins that have come up all the way around actually reflect my size. So then, what happens, Jeff? Well, then we place a piece Somebody, of paper. They puts a piece of paper, not that piece of paper, but any any piece, piece of paper, paper 
and you push this down, Lock this down into place, and now the pins that have been raised on the crown of the hat reflect the positioning of the pins around the... Here, give them to me, and I'll, and I'll show people. There, I think you can almost see, if I put it real close, that there are oh, holes yeah. in the paper where the edge of my head is. But now, wow. now we're not yet done, because I can't make a hat from that piece of paper, can I? No, that's only half the job. Now, the hatter would cut out the shape, put it on file, and use that in something called a formature, which is the opposite. It would then create the shape of your head, which would be used to custom make a hat to the exact shape of your head, every bump, every detail. Isn't that cool? So yeah. Really, so why does this guy uh, sell one size fits all baseball caps? <laughs> exactly. That's why you don't see these anymore because nobody gets custom made hats really well, anymore. The, the, you know? the story of hats is very interesting because it before Ford came along, it was the largest industry in the country. Before Ford, the largest. This industry. was the largest industry in the country. Sure. Lewis and Clark were looking for beaver pelts. They make, all had to have to hats. hats. Yeah. After the war. It died. Wow. Nobody started, Nobody wore hats anymore. Suddenly it just disappeared. So this trade was so big that... Hey, hat- Jeff, Jeff, go sit over in the other chair so we can put you on a, on a better mic so we can hear you. And if you'd help him uh, a little bit, Alex, get his uh, mic on there. This is so... Don't you think that's cool, uh, Dick? This yeah, is that a, is amazing. This is basically a hat-making device or a hat measuring device. Now, where did... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did you need that part? Did that... No, no, okay. no <laughs> There's things fun. <laughs> Put that right in, up to your mouth and speak right into that. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So where did you uh, find? If you happen this? to be Not a seven on... and an eighth, we can't fit you because <laughs> that part of the hat. You, broke. Didn't... <laughs> you didn't find this on eBay, did you? Oh wow! Amazing. Have you ever seen anything like that, Dick? No. No. Own hundreds. I've got the best collection. How many hats do you have? Couple hundred right now. I've boiled them down, but I used to sell them at vintage clothing. Oh, don't boil them down. <laughs> There's no market for boiled down hats, actually. Yeah, no. I believe hat stew is really awful. I've tried it. <laughs> so you're saying that uh, beaver pelts were used for the in the old days for these they top used, hats. They and used like everything. That. Beaver was one of the best, but they'd use mink. They'd use nutria, which is like a beaver. They were. There were guys that would go to the Arctic, uh, much like yourself. <laughs> so they would get there. Hunting down rare hairs, pure white but they hairs. But they were going to use the skin, not the fur. It's not a fur hat, they use, exactly. They don't use the long fur. There's a a, a, a softer fur right. underneath that, and that was what they, they Yeah, I, I've seen old-style top hats, for instance, and they have a sure. they have a fur on them. There's a yes. kind of a... a, a Yes. Well, I'm a, Jeff, Jeff, I'm going to hand you back okay. the conformator. Conform, conform, conformature. Conformature. Yes. And here's the little bit that fell off oh, of it if you want to glue that back. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah. the whole hat story is a very interesting Isn't that one. Great? And, it, and it gets, there's all sorts of details to it. But it was a secret trade. It was so competitive. It was secret. And nobody has any written records of, of these formulas for felt and all. So they can't. So we can't hats. duplicate it. No, not even if, if they wanted to because they don't know how. And it's too dangerous. It's lost. The Mad Hatter was was mad because they used mercury in the curing process right. for these pelts. Right. So that was a little political dig in Alice in Wonderland about the dangers of hatting. It actually, it actually was. Uh, so a dangerous I just got intrigued by this whole thing, and it's uh, it's led me on a lot of fun adventures, not least of which is being here today with you. Well, this is so cool. Jeff's uh, card, Dick says, Inspector de Chapeau. 
inspector, collector, and connoisseur of fine men's hat and men's vintage clothing. And then, do you sell somewhere? Or? I used to. Um, I don't anymore. It, I, I, I traveled. I used to just travel all over the all over the state finding these. Well, things as you can see, I mean, uh, it's not on camera, uh, Jeff, but. You can see I have two big hat racks loaded with hats, but they're kind of junky hats. They're costume hats. They're silly hats. Yeah. I, I love real hats. I think well, that's if you're neat. in the city, drop by, and I'll be glad to I give will. a little demonstration of the I pinnacle will. of hat making. Now, now you're wearing a straw, a, a classic Panama. straw Panama hat. Right, from Ecuador. Yeah, the real deal. Yeah, Panama hats came from Ecuador. Of but course. Why we, not? Why wouldn't they? We discovered them <laughs> when we when we built the Panama Canal, so the workers would come back from Panama with these Ecuadorian ah, hats. I get it. So they became known as Panama hats. I, in South America, I saw quite a few straw hats, very similar to this, very sure, popular straw sure. hats. Chile and Peru, they all have straw hats like that. Sure, sure. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, I love wearing hats. I don't know if hats are going to come back because it really was in fashion, in vogue well, in the 50s and 60s. And, it, probably the first article of clothing man ever put on put on was a leaf over his head you know <laughs> well or something <laughs> <laughs> maybe the second article of clothing somewhere, somewhere <laughs> the man put on or somewhere similar yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i would love to see hats come back i love hats and you could see we're very into fezes here right in the twit cottage and these are beautiful fezes that are in fact made by the fezmonger uh to very high standards they're not they're not costume hats in fact Right. Dick, you have one, and these are these are real hats. Yeah, but I would love yeah. to see real hats sure, come back. Anytime, I just man. think hats are so cool. Give me some notice, and well, I'll, I'll bring out some of the, the doozies. I would love to do that. Yeah, We'll do a, a, a new show this week in hats. There you go. Twi. <laughs> Twi. It just better not be daily. That's all I can the say. The daily hat show. <laughs> the daily hat whiz. Yeah. And, and I got a question out of that. Dumb Donald was so dumb... He put a fig leaf on his head and a hat over his blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like go. it. I like it. So it's kind of a gadget warehouse, like a hundred-year-old gadget warehouse. Yeah. Item. But I thought it was just so interesting. You know, it, we talk about gadgets as if they have to be modern, but there. But as long as there have been humans, I'm sure there have been gadgets of some so sort or other. Yeah, it's a vintage gizmo, yeah. And in fact, remember we talked about that uh, shoe, f foot measuring? Yes, the shoe thing. That, yeah. the, it never changed in 90 years. Right, right. Oh, what was the name of that guy? Oh, I can't remember. Chat that. room, anybody remember the name of the foot device? It measured your, measures, uh, measured your foot. You uh, still use it if you go to the shoe store today. They'll it's still put your foot in that same... And the family still it's like the Broderick it. or something the like food that. Or, or something, something. Anyway. Something. Kind of fun. The conformator. That's our... Uh, somebody said, oh, yeah, I know that. It's called shoe measurer. Brannick. Someone Brannick got it. Brannick device. Ed from Canada. Ed from Canada. Brannick. So, Ed, we're going to send you a custom-made sock. <laughs> we'll measure it with a Brannick device. You know, we're just going to send you this device to put your feet in, push those pins in, hard up against your feet, <laughs> so we have your sock size. <laughs> That is so. Brannick, that is yeah. so cool. Jeff Scott, the uh, Inspector de Chapeau. Thank you so much for bringing by the Conformator. I did promise Eva I would get a picture of you. With we'll me. get a picture. Eva wants a picture of me with the Conformator on my head. So you know, this is actually oh. since I was a kid, Dick. Everybody yes. in my family knows this about me. I've been somehow fascinated by hats. I had a hat collection when I was eight years old. I don't know why, Are you but it, yeah, I've always loved hats. So uh, this is kind of fun to uh, get a chance to see some history. Hat history. Hat uh, history. So, Dick, um, 
Let's take a letter, and then I am going to uh, give people some good news. I'll spin it that way. Okay, good. Some good news that you may not be crazy about. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Uh, uh, letter comes from Gregory Winsick, W-E-N-C-E-K. Dick is going to read my letters. It's, thank you, Dick. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, you know what, I have another one. No, oh, wait a minute. No, please it's, read a letter because I don't have any. People don't send me Gizwiz letters. You know, I totally forgot. No, go right ahead. Oh, okay. Do not stop on my account. Okay, so Gregory, Leo, I thought this was a joke, but... Um, I'll let you do a web search in a minute and you'll see it's not a joke. Uh, Gregory writes, I want this here in the U.S. Perhaps if you ask nicely as a big time radio TV personality, you can make it happen. I want the Breville. You you have some Breville. I love equipment. the Breville's. Yes, Breville's okay. a great company. Leo, he wants the Breville toaster with built in digital radio. <laughs> I have the toaster, but it doesn't have a digital radio on it. Breville is going to launch this in oh, Australia. You're oh, you're kidding. It is already available in the UK. I'm it so jealous. It combines the radio, digital radio, with a toaster. Oh, and look at it. It's very cool looking. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It looks like an old kind of Crosley radio with an antenna and toast coming out of it. Yeah, and a speaker on the side. It's quite bizarre. <laughs> By Did the way, the site price? that's doing I the review. it must be uh, way up. Oh, yeah, because Breville stuff is a little bit more expensive in Breville, general. Yeah. You know, it's funny. They say if you're looking to buy a separate radio and toaster, take a look at our reviews of tabletop and pocket radios and more than 150 toasters. <laughs> oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> so and, very, and a big roll of scotch tape. But it's <laughs> not the same. Not the same. Let me see. Uh, radio streaming news kitchenfeed.com maybe they'll have a price on here radio toaster wow oh 79 dollars. That's, that's australian all? that's australian that's less all than australia. my regular breville toaster it is so it's not as fancy because our breville toasters are pretty sophisticated okay when well, 79 dollars australian is what oh, is the rate of exchange i think it's 1800 dollars u.s no it's pretty that's, much oh. no it's close it's close to the <laughs> that, would, that would be more like it <laughs> anyway and gregor goes on thanks for the many hours of entertainment and the occasional crap i purchased from gizwiz.biz well I, uh, you ain't getting a conformator i think that's a definitely not no a no that's a one of a kind here's a website somebody in our chat room sent me house of nines design uh, a conformator and then this is the other side of it Jeff, you got to get these. This is the formateur. This is the thing that takes the paper readout and turns it into a hat mold, which you can then make a hat out of. Isn't that clever? You know, you could do that in the basement of the new uh, building. I think I think you, you should could... Twit Cottage and Hat Making Store. Yeah, exactly. Come in and get your own custom made Twit hat. I do wish yeah. hats would come back. I don't know why. 
Listen, you, know, you could make it happen. The you problem is happen. that uh, hats were big in an era of con of conformity, where most men would either wear a bowler, a fedora, or a Panama. They kind of all wear the same hat, wouldn't they, Jeff? I mean, it's yeah. You it, know, the uh, this swing dancing thing that started right. about ten years ago got guys interested in vintage clothing right. and the hats. So there is a buzz around. Certain guys know that about these hats, and there is hat fever. Sometimes hat guys fever. get hat fever and get obsessed with hats. Me and Charlie Sheen, we got hat fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to work that in there. Well, you know, somewhere. whatever happened, I don't hear much about him these days. I know. Days. You never Is see his name working? in the press. I, you know, I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dick, thank you. And thank you, Jeff Scott, the inspector de chapeau, de chapeau for bringing by the conformator. And now you will all conform. Dick, we'll see you tomorrow for a regular. Gizwiz episode. Oh, I guess we were going to make that little announcement. I guess I should do it, shouldn't I? Yeah. So I won't be here, but Never I will again. be here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Uh, this is a tough thing to do. I love this show. You know, we've done so many of them. This is our 1,302nd episode. The reason we've done so many is we were doing five of them a week, which is grueling, uh, but, but people, I think, really uh, enjoyed it. However, what we have found, and this is kind of the bad news after five years, is that people do not listen to five shows a week. They may download all five, but they only listen to one or two shows a week. Uh, and for that reason, we've always had a very hard time selling advertising on daily uh, podcasts. So we've decided to make the Daily Gizwiz the weekly Daily Gizwiz and uh, do it once a week. Uh now, there will be plenty of gadgets. In fact, in some cases, there'll be more gadgets. We're definitely going to keep doing Turn the Table Tuesday, Warehouse Friday, uh, and uh, at least one gadget, maybe two or three every week. But it'll be in one show that you could, if you chose, divide up into five episodes. But we just feel like it's going to be easier to get advertisers, easier to get support, and ultimately we need to make the show uh, um, uh, not lose money. <laughs> it doesn't have to make money. <laughs> you just can't lose money <laughs> in the long run. So we hope that uh, we can, by making it a, a daily show, uh, build the audience a little bit. Uh, Dick, I, 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 it brings tears to my eyes. We're going to finish this week. We are going to take a week off, and then we're going to start doing it daily. Um, I, I'm not sure which day of the week we'll release it. That's kind of, uh, I'd love to hear from all of you what your thoughts are on that, if there's a day you'd prefer it. But we will continue to record it as we have live every Saturday afternoon right after the radio show, about 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so we encourage you to... Uh, to continue to tune Yeah, we've got to throw in lots of silly stuff, some mad we'll minutes from time to time, and some match games. Right. It's, it's going to be a hoot and a half. I think it'll, you know, it it'll be, be a great show. It could be a hoot and three quarters. We don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a great show, uh, just as much fun to listen to. There just won't be five of them. There'll be one. Probably be almost just as long as listening to five. So it don't seem that way. <laughs> I think maybe a Monday release uh, or a two, you know, to begin your week, and then you could decide to... Oh, that's a good out. idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. What we found is that the shows that do the best are the ones closest to the week, uh, Monday, Sunday, Monday. And we believe that's because people uh, open their eye. And actually, I'd love feedback from you in the audience. Open their iTunes around once a week, especially if you're on Windows. It takes so long to get iTunes fired up. So they fire it up once in a while to download all of their shows. And then they listen as much as they can during the week. And what was happening is they were listening to the first two or three Gizwizzes, but not all of them. So I think a better way to do it. We're not going to cancel the show. I will never cancel the show. I love this show. Even if, if this doesn't work, then we'll do it once a year. But we're going to keep doing it, I promise. <laughs> That's right.
I love this show. The yearly weekly gives with. Doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring to it. I think weekly. So what, weekly. Welcome to the once every 50 years <laughs> daily gives with. The Diamond Jubilee Gaily gives with. No, and I think from their rocking chairs at the old folks home in Petaluma. <laughs> the weekly daily gizwiz is about the best show name I've ever heard. So I think we should do very well with that. Dick, I will see you. We will continue to do it this week, though. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be here. D-A-I-L-Y. its own gravy. Yeah.